0: Hello, everybody, and welcome into episode number 225 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading 1 Corinthians chapter 10 today, and our focus is on, does God give us more than we can bear? Spoiler alert, yes, he does. Also, should Christians Try Not to Offend People? Well, every day we dig into the Word of God, we seek to learn the truth, we ask questions of the text, and our goal is to get you and others involved in daily Bible listening and daily Bible obeying. Welcome aboard to new listeners from Botswana, New South Wales, Australia, Nairobi, Kenya, parts unknown Russia, China, and Italy, Nagaland, India, Manitoba, Canada, Los Angeles, California, Indianapolis, Indiana, Richmond, Virginia, Knoxville, Tennessee, and Fort Smith, Arkansas. Thank you all for listening. Our website, Bible2021.com. That's Bible2021.com. It's the best place to subscribe to the show, to share the show with friends and neighbors on social media, and every single episode has a transcript uh, with Full show notes and links and all that kind of good stuff. So 1 Corinthians, what a chapter. I jokingly told my kids tonight as we gathered around and every every night we spend I say every night, meh, ninety percent of nights. We spend about four, five, six, seven minutes as a family reading a chapter and sometimes discussing it. And tonight I jokingly told them as we read first Corinthians ten that uh they couldn't ask me any questions about it because it's a chapter that's pretty mystifying in some areas. Honestly, there are some head scratching parts of First Corinthians ten for me. Lots of depth here in the chapter and I can tell I haven't gone to the deepest parts of it yet, maybe one day. That said, there are some crystal clear and very well-known passages here, such as verse 13, which says, No temptation has come upon you except what is common to humanity, but God is faithful. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you were able. Or verse 24, No one is to seek his own good, but the good of the other person. You've probably heard that one before. How about verse 31? Whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do everything for the glory of God. So three great truths there. The first one has been taken a bit too far, I guess, at least in a sense, if that's possible. It's been twisted a little bit. For instance, I bet you've heard this before. Something like, God will never give you more than you can bear. Oh, God will never give you more than you can handle. Like, I've seen that on pictures and Hallmark cards and things like that. Well, here's the thing. Hogwash, poppycock, boondoggle, balderdash... It's not true. He most certainly will give us more than we can bear in our own strength. And sometimes he does it to miraculously deliver us. And sometimes he does it for other reasons entirely. But we actually see a very strong example of this from the Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians 1, 8-10, which says, We don't want you to be unaware, brothers and sisters, of our affliction that took place in Asia. We were completely overwhelmed beyond our strength so that we even despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death so that we would not trust in ourselves but in God who raises the dead. He has delivered us from such a terrible death and he will deliver us. We have put our hope in him that he will deliver us again. Well, as Paul says, they were completely overwhelmed beyond their ability to bear it, beyond their strength Like, God gave them more than they could bear. So why did it happen? Well, Paul says it happened so that they would learn to trust, not in their own strength to get through every trial, but so that they would learn to trust in God's deliverance. I find that this is a very difficult lesson that God teaches me again and again, and I am a poor student at understanding it. Though in my heart, I know it to be true. God is our deliverer. Well, second topic. Should Christians seek to avoid offending people? Well, I suspect that many Christians would see a gotcha of sorts in that question. They would say, no, we should not avoid offending people. The truth is the truth, whether people like it or not. And you know what? In a sense, that is true. We are not, as followers of Jesus, uh, supposed to water down or soften the truth to make it more palatable or bend the truth or, God forbid, ignore the truth or change the truth. At the same time. I see Christians offend people all of the time with their personal opinions, with their habits, with their political views, with their medical views, allegiances, etc. I honestly think Christians offend society more these days with things that are not addressed in the Bible, like various political views, medical views, uh, political candidates they're a fan of, etc., response to pandemics, as opposed to things that are in the Bible. Here's the things, friends. It's dangerous. This is really dangerous, especially if you are a vocal and outspoken Christian. If you have a bunch of other views that you are throwing out there all the time that are offending people right and left, wow, that can be dangerous. Look, because people who aren't in the church are going to assume Essentially, that Christians are of one mind on those sorts of things. In other words, they're going to lump us all together. For instance, all Christians have this view on vaccinations, or all Christians have that view on which certain political candidate to passionately support, or which sort of political candidate to passionately oppose. That kind of thing makes me cringe, not as a pastor. But as a Christian who wants to see the good news of Jesus spread far and wide, have you talked to a non-believer lately, somebody not in the church, about their views and opinions on Christians? If you haven't, let me encourage you to do so. And look, don't take offense to their answers. Let them speak. Just listen. You'll be surprised, I'm sure. Some Christians treat non-Christians like enemies, which is utter foolishness and opposed to the gospel. Listen to what Paul says in today's passage, 1 Corinthians 10, 31-33. Whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do everything for the glory of God. Give no offense to Jews or Greeks or the church of God, just as I try to please everyone in everything, not seeking my own vil- benefit, but the benefit of many so that they may be saved. This is a gospel issue, friends. Paul couches that command, give no offense to Jews or Greeks or the church of God, in terms of salvation. He says, I'm doing this. I'm pleasing everyone and everything so that people will be saved. So Big question, should we always be people pleasers? And that's actually a no, not when it comes to compromising the truth of God's word. And this isn't a contradiction, but Paul is going to tell us in Galatians 1.10, he says, For am I now seeking the favor of men or of God, or am I striving to please men? If I were still pleasing men, I would not be a servant of Christ. So we can't compromise truth to please humans. People that are outside the church. We can't bend the truth or ignore the truth. It's just like we talked about a few days ago when we talked about 1 Corinthians 6. Uh, If you didn't listen to that episode, it was released on the weekend. So the weekend episodes aren't listened to as much. Go back and listen to it because the fact is, Christians try to avoid offending people on the truths of God God's word way too often, and they embrace offending people on their political views, in their medical views, in their opinions, and things like that. And look, that's we got to be careful about that. If you got an opinion that's super offending and bothers a lot of people and you can't back it up with the Bible? Uh, well, Paul would tell you, don't offend anybody so that they will be saved. Otherwise, they're going to think, hey, this, you know, all Christians believe this thing. I hate this thing. Uh, so I'm not going to listen to them about Jesus. And, and I'm not, that's not just my opinion. That's kind of what I'm reading it, it, that Paul is saying here in 1 Corinthians 10, 31 through 33. The stumbling block of Christianity must never be our behavior our opinions, or rants and raves about things that are not addressed in the Bible. And honestly, I'm not sure we're supposed to rant and rave about things that are addressed in the Bible, but our stumbling block is one thing and one thing only, and we see that in First Corinthians 1, 22 through 23. We read it a couple of weeks ago. The Jews ask for signs, and the Greeks seek wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to the Jews and foolishness to the Gentiles, yet to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks. Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. So, hear the commands of the Word of God today. Don't compromise the truth of His Word or the message of the Gospel, but we mustn't let our opinions, our political allegiances, our conspiracy theories, or other deeply held but non-Bible-informed views, we can't let those things be a stumbling block. We're not supposed to give offense to people inside the church or outside the church, says Paul. In 1 Corinthians 10, 31-32, let's read our passage. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 1 in the Christian Standard Bible. Now I do not want you to be unaware, brothers and sisters, that our ancestors were all under the cloud, all passed through the sea, and were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. They all ate the same spiritual food and all drank the same spiritual drink, for they drank from the spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. Nevertheless, God was not pleased with most of them since they were struck down in the wilderness. Now these things took place as examples for us so that we will not desire evil things as they did. Don't become idolaters, as some of them were. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and got up to party. Let us not commit sexual immorality, as some of them did. In a single day, 23,000 people died. Let us not test Christ, as some of them did, and were destroyed by snakes. And don't grumble, as some of them did, and were killed by the destroyer. These things happened to them as examples, and they were written for our instruction on whom the ends of the ages have come. So whoever thinks he stands must be careful not to fall. No temptation has come upon you except what is common to humanity, but God is faithful. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation he will also provide the way out so that you may be able to bear it. So then, my dear friends, flee from idolatry. I'm speaking as to sensible people. Judge for yourselves what I'm saying. The cup of blessing that we bless, is it not a sharing in the blood of Christ? The bread that we break, is it not a sharing in the body of Christ? Because there is one bread, we who are many are one body, since all of us share the one bread. Consider the people of Israel. Do not those who eat the sacrifices participate in the altar? What am I saying then? That food sacrificed to idols is anything or that an idol is anything? No, but I do say that what they sacrifice, they sacrifice to demons and not to God. I do not want you to be participants with demons. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You cannot share in the Lord's table and the table of demons. Or are we provoking the Lord to jealousy? Are we stronger than he? Everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. Everything is permissible, but not everything builds up. No one is to seek his own good, but the good of the other person. Eat everything that is sold in the meat market without raising questions for the sake of conscience, since the earth is the Lord's and all that is in it. If any of the unbelievers invite you over and you want to go, eat everything that is set before you without raising questions for the sake of conscience. But if someone says to you, this food is from a sacrifice, do not eat it, out of Consideration for the one who told you, and for the sake of conscience, I don't mean your own conscience, but the other person's, for why is my freedom judged by another person's conscience? If I partake with thanksgiving, why am I criticized because of something for which I give thanks? So, whether you eat or drink, or whatever you do, do everything for the glory of God. Give no offense to Jews or Greeks or the church of God, just as I also try to please everyone in everything not seeking my own benefit, but the benefit of many, so that they may be saved. Amen. Well, friends, let's close with our Bible memory verse for the month of August. It is First Corinthians thirteen four through 6 Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy, is not boastful, is not arrogant, is not rude, is not self-seeking, is not irritable, and does not keep a record of wrongs. Love finds no joy in unrighteousness, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Amen. Well, good day to you, friends, and Godspeed.